0: The Zooier Than Thou podcast contains mature content and language and may not be suitable for younger audiences. Thanks for your understanding.
1: Greetings, fellow zoos, and welcome to a triumphant episode of Zooier Than Thou. I'm a cat who loves you, Love Cat. And I'm
0: Toggle, one big, grumpy rat.
1: We sure are. And we'll be <laughs> your hosts for this episode.
0: Wow, episode 12. We're almost to the end of the first season.
1: It's almost hard to believe it's been a year. I mean, this time last year, we hadn't
0: even met. No, indeed. I'd have never met a great portion of the Zoo crew without this podcast. It's been a wonderful zooy year, but more about that next episode.
1: Yes, today, let's do some emails. Yes, indeed. First up, here's our friendly neighborhood zoo-sexual, a regular contributor, commenting on episode 11. Our friend writes, in short, I was kind of expecting to cry during this episode, but instead you guys had me laughing so hard that my vision went fuzzy for several minutes.
2: Aww,
0: I'm super glad to hear that. We were recording episode 11 right as Fausti passed, but I didn't want to have the energy of that episode taken down by the tragedy we were all dealing with. Most of the episode was recorded just before he died, so thankfully, it wasn't hard to keep things in a positive perspective. Speaking of, uh, here is an email about episode 12 from kisses for bitches Kisses right? Love this episode, especially with so many of you I've interacted with on Twitter. So sincerely sorry about Fausti, and I've had several DMs with him about Zoot, Uniquely Dangerous, and Anti-Zoos. I would have personally liked to meet him either in voice or in person. He was active online around the same time I was in the 90s and early 2000s. I'm surprised we never crossed paths back then. Or maybe we did and I just didn't know it or don't remember. We're almost exactly a year apart in age, both in March. Anyhow. I'm so pleased that the Zoot cast seems alive and well with the most recent episode. You rock, love cat. Great job to you all. In my opinion, it is so important to us all that Zoot continues, even though Doug is no longer with us.
1: Well, I think we can definitely all agree on that. The importance of this podcast uh, to each of us on the team um, has definitely been reflected in the feedback that we've gotten from the majority of uh, the people who have sent us feedback. It's pretty uh, amazing, flattering, humbling uh, Mm. that we're able to uh, do anything that has this kind of an impact in the lives of other people and especially other zoos out there in the world.
0: Mm, Definitely. And, you know, actually, there was a point Where um, you know, Fausti and I were not sure that we could continue. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that the people who are working on Zoot right now were ready and willing to continue the podcast because they felt it was so important. So you do not have to worry about our faltering of dedication. We understand the importance of this podcast. And to be honest, uh, it gives me such a great amount of fulfillment that I don't think I could stop even if I wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, with, with uh, Fausti's passing, at least for me, uh, the fact that he left us with this project um, has been one of the major factors that has allowed me to cope with his passing, uh, mm. because I feel that uh, as I'm putting my energy into this, um, that energy is not expressed as grief- to nearly the extent that it would have been otherwise. I don't know if you get that mm. two toggle. I'm guessing you yeah, do. do. Yeah, I do. And,
0: you know, it's like I knew he wanted this to continue mm-hmm. after he was gone. And I, I can feel that energy when I when I, when I approach the podcast, like this is important. This is something that he wanted to keep going. And by keeping it going, I know I'm keeping him alive in a way.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Alrighty, righty. Uh, here's a short email from Speechless in Seattle who writes... Uh, so, is it male spelled mail or male <laughs> spelled M A I L or mail spelled M A L E? Hope I'm not clogging up your inbox with random jokes. Uh, one of the many endearing parts of your podcast, which I expected myself to grow tired of, but found that I'm not. Random tidbit. <laughs> I'm glad to know that. Uh, random tidbit. My friend's mom's mailbag says mail M A L E on it.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Fausty's mail, mail bit has fans. Uh, We
1: try to clog this podcast full of terrible puns as much as possible because we have a terrible
0: sense of humor. Uh, Thanks for putting (laughs) up with us. And thanks for enjoying the podcast. Ask your friend's mom where I can get a bag like that. All right, so... (laughs) 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 The next email is from a Brodent. This Brodent writes, Dear Zoot, I first heard about your podcast and Toggle specifically last year, but I was too scared to make contact, so I just lurked. Eventually, I summoned enough courage to reach out to the ratty co-host with the first words, please don't block me. I then explained uh, that I was a zoosexual and how I felt about animal welfare in general. He pointed me to this podcast and in about four days, I listened to every single episode to date. It was the first time I had ever seen zoos portrayed positively, which is something I wish that I had seen when I first started looking for other zoos, and inevitably found a beast forum. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the abuse that I saw, and I was scared to think that I might be like them. In other words, I don't remember seeing positive and healthy interspecies relationships like I had wanted. This podcast, and the community around it, has changed that. It was refreshing to see zoo-sexuals representing themselves in a positive way, combating bigotry and stereotypes with accurate representation. It even encouraged me to come out to a non-zoo, which went amazingly well. In fact, my only regret is that I never reached out when I first learned of the podcast. Instead, the first day I spoke to Toggle was the last day that Fausti was alive, and it was a very emotional time for him and his loved ones. I wish I could have said hi. However, now it is the future, and I am reinvigorated to help support animals and those of us who love them more than most in any small way that I can. I am still scared, however. I realize that if we don't represent ourselves, others will. As you always say, exposure is the solution. Thank you for keeping the podcast alive. You guys do a great job, and I hope this is a valuable community resource for future zoos. Sincerely, a Brodent.
1: That's a beautiful email. Um, yeah. That one touches me deeply, and especially uh, what he says here about wishing to have spoken to Fausti, it just brings home that we have to take the opportunities that we have to uh, Mm. meet the people uh, that are important in our lives and um, to... Uh, always take every opportunity to remind the people that we already uh, have in our lives our friends and our families that we love them mm-hmm. that they matter to us that um, that we cherish them and uh, understand that once they're gone they're gone and um, mm. every chance that uh, that we had to let them know how important they were in our lives will be gone with them for Fausti I'm sure you remember toggle when I first mm-hmm. reached out to him I had just read the book and I the last Last thing that I saw was a news article online saying that he had been sent to prison, and I thought that that's where he was. Yeah. Uh, until I heard his voice on the podcast, mm. and I can't tell you the uh, the the feeling of uh, happiness that gave me to know that uh, I wouldn't have to somehow find my way through, you know, trying to contact him anonymously right. in prison, yeah. you know, and I was just imagining him rotting away there in jail. Um, but it. it it's a source of, um, well, I mean, joy and uh, and purpose, and meaning uh, in my life. Uh, a lot of which stemmed um, from Doug and from uh, what he represented to me before, during, and uh, now after um, having known him in person this past year. Um, so I think it's it's very important that we continue to reach out uh, to, uh, to people in our lives and uh, build this community because the community is, is made of the people who are in it. Um, so right. I would encourage Broden to, to continue uh, what he's doing.
0: Yeah. And remember, you know, Fausti is just one of many older zoos that have a perspective that a lot of us that have been here just for the last 20 years may not have. Mm-hmm. So um, reach out to older zoos. They've got mm. a lot of good stuff to say.
1: Yeah, reach out to a lot of zoos. I mean, I, I've met uh, I've met a couple of dozen zoos just over this past year, uh, ha- having gone uh, the entire previous bunch of my life, uh, never having met another one, and um, knowing other zoos has been incredibly powerful, just to have other mm-hmm. people around whom I can let that guard down and mm-hmm. not have to worry either that they're going to reject me or that uh, they're going to not necessarily reject me, but just kind of not really want to know about that. I've been mm-hmm. incredibly lucky uh, with friends and family who are who are non-zoos um, and mm-hmm. their total acceptance of me, but mm-hmm. um, at the same time, there's just nothing like the, uh, the fellowship um, that I've, I've felt with other zoophiles.
0: Yeah. You know, this fellow rodent reached out to me last month and was so skittish and afraid at first. Like, uh, But as he listened to our podcast, it was clear that a sense of pride in himself was blooming. And I am so glad that this thing we do could be a part of instilling that sense of self-confidence and self-worth. He has become a very good friend, and I'm glad we finally met, even if the timing was particularly depressing. But I will say, you know, hearing his positive experience with the podcast while I was dealing with Fausti's passing was actually very helpful for me in coping. So, rock on, Brodent. It's good to have you around as a friend. Love you, bud. Uh,
1: now, we have so many emails, and we apologize if we haven't gotten to yours yet. Uh, some of them we're holding on for future episodes. Uh, some of them we haven't had time to reply to yet, but rest assured, we do read each and every one. of them.
0: Don't be afraid to reach out. As my Broden found out, uh, we're not scary and we're not celebrities. We're just normal zoos like you, just doing something we're passionate about. And we love meeting new people.
1: Mm-hmm. All Alright, friends, let's get into the topic at hand. Uh, last month, we set out to find zooey perspectives from around the world, and we collected a lot of really interesting interviews.
0: Yeah, we met with zoos from Peru, Germany, Sweden, Japan, and I think a couple of other places as well.
1: Mm -hmm. We found ourselves with a lot of interviews, uh, way more than we have time to air on this single episode.
0: Now, rest assured, we plan to release these interviews over time. But after our latest interview, which lasted two hours, we felt it would be beneficial to focus our time in one place and give them time Mm. to shine.
1: While we're not meant to be or capable of being all things to all people, we at Zooier Than Thou do hope to be representative of the zoo community, and zoos are members of every other demographic sexual, gender, ethnic, national, religious, economic, etc., etc. And our inclusivity is born from the respect for the validity and value of all living, feeling life forms. So when we consider how we relate to each other as fellow animals and as homo sapiens, we are informed by that attitude and we're making the effort to live that inclusivity.
0: That means we want to make an effort to help share the experiences of zoos around the world of every background. There's a lot we could be doing to that end, such as getting more women or trans people involved with the podcast, featuring more voices of color, etc. We realized that we're limited in our perspective, being a largely male collection of zoos from the US, so we reached out to find more diverse perspectives.
1: That said, we have decided to focus on one this episode we found to be particularly informative, and one we think you'll particularly enjoy. We reached out to Michael Keuch and the Zeta Verein in Germany, and we were thrilled when they agreed to meet with
0: us. Yeah, Michael is one of the first people Doug put on the list of potential interviews. As you hear later in the episode, Michael Keok is the most well-known zoophile in Germany, and the organization he helped create successfully fought back against a law which was touted as an anti-zoophile law by animal rights groups.
1: A lot of Zeta's stated goals fall in line with Zewier the Nows, and we hope you'll take some time to look at their website, zetaverein.de, and that is z-e-t-a hyphen v-e-r-e-i-n dot d-e. Uh, there's information translated in English there, and they recommend deepl.com where translations are not available. That's D E E P L.com.
0: One of the things that anti zoos tout is that zoophilia is illegal as a matter of moral justice, and that it's always been and always will be, and that all reasonable people will see it their way. We all obviously know that's completely false, and Zeta Zöderverein's story is an excellent example of that.
1: Recently, in fact, I've personally been going back over the Danish Animal Ethics Council's 2006 findings about zoophilia, in which they concluded that no anti-bestiality law was necessary. And it's been refreshing to hear complete non-zoos speak reasonably and clearly about zoophilia, the objections people often raise about zoophilia, and the conclusion that it's actually not harmful when the animal's health and well-being is taken into consideration.
0: Right. The the council followed up later on, around the time the law in Denmark was passed, and found once again that their position had not changed, and that they did not recommend that a law be passed, in spite of mounting social pressure and propaganda that led politicians to ignore their recommendation.
1: Several of the myths about animal sexuality are dismissed in this original ruling, such as animals only having sex for reproduction, when it's clear, as they found, they engage in sex primarily because of the pleasure derived from the activity. I found it quite refreshing.
0: It was one of the first published zoophile media i read when I decided to explore and do my own research. And if you haven't read it yet, I have a copy, unofficially translated English, that you can have. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast, which you can see either at our website or on YouTube for those coming from other places.
1: We're excited to share this episode with you, so I hope you'll stay tuned for more Zooier Than Now right after
2: this. This week's podcast is sponsored by twelve Crumpers Crumping a new comedy by famed stud horse turned playwright Wildcard Willie Now playing off Broadway Tickets are on sale now and also by Germany We Do Love Our Horses in Deutschland and finally by alliteration a sweet succulent succession of sounds that sound sound in a series or If you prefer to infer, words with sequential potential. You've definitely seen me before. We've hung out. We've gotten along. You've told me your deepest secrets, and I've listened without judgment. Your dog seems to like me. So do your parents. I'm a decent guy, you tell people. I'm also a zoophile. And I'm afraid to tell you. Will the strength of our relationship outweigh the taboo nature of my sexuality? Nine times out of ten, my experience is yes. But what if it's that one time? I don't want to lose people I love. So I'm a zoophile, you note. Yet I've never even looked at your dog funny. I'm just normal. Ultimately... You decide your reaction to the news. You could become afraid that it will fall back on you. You could become disgusted and paint me into a caricature of what I am. Or you could try to understand, open your mind and your heart, and learn about me. What will you do?
0: Welcome back, fellow zoos. Today we have some very special guests with us today. Uh, I would like to introduce Michael Keok and his compatriot Comet of the Zeta Society in Germany. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. Hey. We are super thrilled to have you here. This is actually... You guys... um, were on the top list of people that uh, our good friend Fausti wanted to invite on the show from the very day one, so we're very excited to finally get you guys on the air. Indeed. I'm, I'm
3: honored to be here.
0: Yes, yes, we are honored to have you. Nice to mm-hmm. be here. So um, I'm curious, I guess one of the best ways to start is I think a lot of people in the US don't know you very well, but Michael, you are... Someone infamous, as I think a reporter said, the most famous zoophile in Germany.
4: Uh, or well yes, known, it, perhaps. It, uh, well known, yes. Well, it happens uh, that uh, during the the quarrels with the aunties and uh, I got mm-hmm. uh, the face in the in the news. Mm.
0: But your journey obviously doesn't start at becoming the most recognizable zoophile in Germany. Uh, I understand it starts much earlier. Uh, on Usenet, mm-hmm. sounds like. Yes, indeed, on Usenet. Uh, it was about
4: 1994, 95, when mm-hmm. I got access to the Usenet and um, found a news group which was called Art Sex Speciality. All right. Uh, perhaps you, you <laughs> perhaps you know.
0: I have heard of it. Yes, it is. has <laughs> popped up in discussion a couple of times.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. and. Uh, which, as far as I could um, could know, uh, was invented as a joke by some <laughs> uh, well, some some technician or computer man in some university. And after a short time, there were indeed really real Will Zeus which were uh, gathering <laughs> there and talking. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, and they
0: said something similar about an IRC channel. Uh- pound dog dog sex uh also apparently was a joke as well Mm -hmm. jokes on them now
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) jokes on
4: them we're for real baby (laughs) (laughs) yes and it was uh for me and for a lot of other persons which were there it was uh, a big relief to find other people who were also zoos Mm mm-hmm well, short af- after a short while, there um, were some people who were uh, sympathetic, sympathetic with each other, mm-hmm. and um, already there began uh, the, the distinctions between uh, bis- bestialists, so so poor sex,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: uh, zoophiles, where the um, emotional bond to the uh. animals is in the foreground. Right. For, I, right, I remember uh, a group which was called Real World Zoos, and another oh, one. yeah, and another one, them. Uh, which, which uh, wanted to define how many words uh, you could, you, you should talk a day with humans to be to, to remain a zoo. Uh, which was a, what? Which, which was a little extremistical, I think. And, that's crazy. <laughs> yes.
0: no, that's
1: actually crazy.
0: <laughs> now, I remember. I think what Fauci said: the real world zoos were like, you know, in a, in a kind of a nutshell. If you aren't actively, you know, practicing bestiality and in a, a like a monogamous relationship with an animal, you aren't really a zoo. Is that kind of a good summary?
1: I think so. People people love defining <laughs> oh each other
4: out of out of groups. Yeah, yeah. what's yeah. up well, with that? So a little a little later, um, there was uh, the topic, arised, arose in a uh, German news groups news
0: group mm-hmm.
4: called uh, D Talk Sex.
0: Oh, D Talk Sex. Okay, mm-hmm. D for Deutschland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
4: and um, afterwards, it was called Be- uh, Detalk Liebesakt, which is the same but uh, isn't so well found by spam bots because the area was flooded with, with spam. No. We knew, uh, there were some very active persons who were against Zeus, especially one. Called mm. Martin Blumentritt, uh, Martin Flowerstep, <laughs> who uh, said he was a sexual uh, scientist, but uh, I know that he was electrician. <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, well, but 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 he was very good in scanning very long and very complicated articles, uh, uh, of which he liked the the, the headline, and mm-hmm. uh, posted them to prove that. Uh, Zeus are subhuman and degenerated and uh, against against god and, and and so on but if mm-hmm. you uh, i think no one no one reads these long texts but <laughs> if you read it then you could prove to him that uh, the rest of the text had not much to do with the headline <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds As familiar. it often is
0: yeah sounds very familiar even on twitter <laughs>
4: well there were some others and there were also a group of zoos and uh, these flame wars and arguments and discussions uh, discussions in the best way most most time it was flame wars (laughs) went on for six years wow and uh, i think it was very very uh, good for us because because uh, we were nearly always uh more or less polite and uh mindful where others began to uh be uh, become very emotional and uh insulting and so on right and uh of course it was not only these perhaps 40 50 persons who were discussing there over the time uh but it was there were thousands of others who were reading it right and did and did not discuss, and I think this has, was was the begin uh, in Germany to get uh, the topic of zoophilia more to the mainstream. And you can um, interesting No, it's 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 nearly nearly twenty years ago, but you can uh, you could um, watch uh, a development that uh, this topic this to- the topic of zoophilia and the relationship between humans and animals which is very diverse of course uh, mm-hmm. we uh, you, you can kill them but you may not uh, have sex with them and you uh, if you yeah. love them, if you love them too much uh, and and suffer when it's dying you get said but it was only an animal and, and so <laughs> right, on right uh, right right there are uh, mm-hmm. some diverging currents in in the society uh, mm-hmm. one one wants to um, to put to draw uh, animals closer to humans because they have the same feelings and they are more or less uh, very similar, yeah. There are uh, other
0: living beings that yes. experience things very similarly to we, that we do, although we vehemently deny that.
4: Yes, mm-hmm. and and yes, and others they also feel this. But uh, if they uh, consent to this, that animals and humans are very close, uh, they had to change their the lifestyle. Uh, right. And, and, and the society yes you, you right. then you could not uh, make factory farming and killing animals for food mm-hmm. and uh, and mm-hmm. testing in laboratories and all these things mm-hmm. which which are bad for animals uh if they, you th- can't justify them yeah you cannot in, in, yes indeed of course you can close your eyes and say well yeah i love my dog but uh, i don't care about what's about other animals but that's not very consequently <laughs> right of course people like to stay in the in their region where they feel good and if they change themselves mm-hmm. or or think in new ways then the security is gone and right. people want to avoid
0: we, we can see that very much in the kind of interactions we have with aunties every day mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you comment were you around for the
3: usenet uh, use groups no i uh, i joined zeta in 2012 so, uh-huh. uh, so. and i came to realize that I'm a zoo around that time as well.
0: That does lead us then to the next big, huge question on the mind. So tell us about the origins of the Zeta Society. Is Zeta foreign How do you say Fine? It? Fine. yes. Tell us a little bit about how that began.
4: A lot of people, a lot of persons, zoo persons, mm-hmm. uh, ever, ever and again uh, said, well, we should make an organization. Someone should do it. Uh, <laughs> Someone. Yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, in the end, uh, of course, nothing happened. And <laughs> even the people who tried failed, because an old man is uh, <laughs> talking about the youth of today. Uh, <laughs> a <laughs> lot of a lot of people uh, today, I think, they haven't learned to force themselves to something they want to do. So. Um, nothing Nothing happened. On one of these Zeta-Preids uh, there mm-hmm. was really a reason to make an organization uh, because the Green Party in Germany mm-hmm. uh, had worked on, uh, a draft of a new animal protection law in which one of the points was that uh, sexual contacts with animals and humans should be uh, banned and uh, penalized. Right. Loaded right. with the ah, Strafe? Fine. With a fine, yes. Okay, with a fine. Ah. <laughs> there was there really was a need to uh, work to, again, to work yeah. against this.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: The background is that that Germany mm-hmm. had to follow. Uh, this, this is what the European U- Union makes as a law. It's not called law, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, guiding line, a guiding line. Animals in laboratories had to get a better life, as far as possible. And Germany did not react and did not change the law. And it it, it came so far that Germany was shot before coming uh, before court uh, of the uh, European Union. And they had to do something. And so the Green Party made this proposition.
2: And, right. Okay.
4: Uh, okay. Uh, we said well, we have to make an organization. Uh, if you say I'm Fritz Müller, uh, Joe Average, and I say your law is not good for me, and it is not thought to the end, and it's not protecting protecting animals, but right? Then right. they say yes, thank you for your input. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an organization, you have
0: a bit of lobbying power. And, and
4: Yes, at least you have the chance to be the, the opportunity the chance to be heard right we sat together mm-hmm. in, a, in a in a round and uh, made the the outlines of what we want what we want and the outlines of a constitution of this Verein. I said I would organize this because I I, I know I can organize it I, I, can, mm-hmm. I can organize and uh, so I did well, well done <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well thanks in in a very um, sharp way. So I said, uh-huh. uh, we are now making this and that. And I posted this uh, over the forum, forums, which uh-huh. were there at this time. Uh, uh-huh. We are now making this and that. And you can say what you want until to uh, next week at 7 o'clock. And then there was the next step. There were a lot of people who uh, were very eager and uh, you need seven persons to found a Verein. Interesting. And uh, when we... In the end, met, which was in Berlin, uh, to found the Zeta Verein. There were some who didn't dare, and uh, we had one, two less. We only, were, uh, uh. only had only had six who would. Uh. Uh. Well, then we got a signature of one who really wasn't there. Someone uh, went to him and uh, take took his signature, and then we had seven.
0: Ah, oh, thank so, God.
4: Yeah. In the next two years we nearly didn't anything mm-hmm. because we first wanted to be registered. Right. Uh, you have to go to a court, mm-hmm. and your uh, Verein has to be registered, okay. and uh, then you are a legal entity.
0: Oh. So, you, if, so, it, so it takes a little while for the courts to actually register you.
4: No, it took a while. It took a short while uh, to let them say, "No, you are torturing animals, and we will oh not, uh, we will, uh. will not register you." And then we made a lawsuit against this, which went up to the highest court in Berlin. Wow. And uh, came down again and uh, they said, no, you are torturing animals. Then we said, no, it's not this way. Tried again with a changed constitution, which was denied also. Then we went up to this to the highest court wow. in Berlin and back again. <clears throat> then we had one uh, who uh, knew just a lot about legal things, but uh, unfortunately he was uh, also bipolar. Uh, mm. Bipolar, uh, so someone who is very enthusiastic. For a right. while and then flips down to be very depressed
1: um, he's, he's he's saying bipolar bipolar, oh, bipolar.
0: Yeah. okay bipolar
4: well and shot shot before the the next um round through the mm-hmm. instan- instances through the uh, to the different levels of of, of the courts was ready he just disappeared and uh, ah. was depressive oh. uh, <laughs> wow well. so this
0: was not a very easy journey this was wrought with uh Obstacles. No. Over no, over. No, back, no, it,
4: so. no, it wasn't. Oh, man. Yeah. We tried because these, these courts who, re- who register Vereine uh, are regional. And mm-hmm. then we tried uh, with another uh Another Verein at my place, uh, mm-hmm. which was called zeta but with a slightly changed constitution, but obviously okay. these gods had talked to each other, and it was also denied. The only argument that was left of all these things they had said we do, like torturing animals and uh, fucking animals to death, and all these things. Oh my God! Uh, was that we uh, don't follow the good manners. Uh, which okay. which, right. is, which is sure. a re- which is a reason uh, not to register a Verein. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? But but yes, uh, it's, it's it's the law. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it's true,
5: <laughs> and,
4: and and so we stopped to uh, try to get registered. And in the end, uh, we got this. this uh, the highest court in Berlin, called Kammergericht, made a press uh, release. Pr- a press release, yes. Uh, that we, the uh, Verein of uh, Zufalls, uh, were not uh, allowed to be registered. Uh, oh. Then uh, the media exploded. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, and it and it exploded worldwide until until to Vietnam. Yeah. What?
0: Wow. Well, of Because
4: I couldn't tweet it, but I, but
0: the sentiment travels. People understand what it's about.
4: Yes. Well, and then uh, we had a lot of people who were inter- interested in, uh, interested in us, and a lot of people who, who wanted to tar and feather us, and uh, <laughs> uh, well, all the all which is possible. But we had the media in two thousand and twelve at the beginning, so mm-hmm. more or less. Then the new law was uh, as a proposition. From right. uh, the uh, CDU, CSU, which is a conservative party, and the um, FDP, which is liberal for the for the richer ones, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this party and uh, they made a proposition, and the proposition of the Green was the Green Party was still uh, was also still pending. Uh, and then we got active
0: You couldn't wait anymore to be registered So you just had to do what you gotta do uh,
4: Yes And we wrote to every um, Deputy of the Bundestag With a, a little brochure about us And We uh, we wrote to the uh, members of the Bundesrat, which is the second chamber. Uh-huh. After all, this did not help because uh-huh. we had, uh, had our block, which was uh, read very much at this time. And of course, there we said our, um, our opinion. And in the end, uh, the Bundespräsident, so the highest person in the state, had to uh-huh. sign this law to make, make it come in force, and we wrote to him. But, uh in the end uh, the law took the law took force.
0: So uh, let's just kind of recap very briefly here. you've created the society you get rejection a lot for years. A law is passed that seems at the time and is, per- and, 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 is and is touted by anti-zoo activists as yes. an anti-zoo law. Yes. So, yeah, this is, uh, it, it's a little discouraging to have to, to work through all of that, be rejected in every direction, and yet still, you guys kept pushing through. So, I will say, I will kind of give a, 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 a spoiler for the people keeping score at home. Eventually, it was decided that this new law did not apply to zoo files, and we'll probably be getting to that here soon. Um, mm-hmm. At this time, this is about...
4: 2012. It was um, ready through the Bundestag in Bundes. No, through the Bundestag in December, I think 2012.
5: Uh-huh. And on, okay. Feb-
4: on February second of February, where we, we then, which we defined afterwards as, uh, so-called Rights Day. Uh, mm-hmm. It was. It passed the Bundesrat. And mm-hmm. uh, in I think July 20, July 12 in 2013, it went. In, it came to force.
0: Okay, and mm-hmm. then you guys had about a year to do something about it. Is that right? Yes,
4: uh, you can challenge a law if you think it disturbs your civil rights.
0: Mm -hmm, Your your mm -hmm.
4: personal rights.
0: You guys challenged that law in what way?
4: We searched for a lawyer who had uh, already made this kind of challenges. Mm -hmm. And we we found one.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: And then we had to find uh, two people who who think uh, they are are disturbed in their rights. Uh, So these two persons... Uh, although they weren't any more members of Zeta, said they uh, uh, take the risk and uh, be our persons, uh, the, pers- the, the people who uh, mm-hmm. are making this complaint. Mm-hmm. We as Zeta could not make this complaint because we are still not registered and we are not a legal entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it must be a, a, a natural person or two natural persons who is complaining? Well, mm-hmm. uh, it costs a lot of money, a lot of time, and some work. Uh, but we had scientists who were uh, supporting us with with texts they wrote from their science, from, from their yes. point of view in, the, in science. Excellent. Um, and... Uh,
0: so you had this kind of, like, coalition of, like, <laughs> indignant Hey, assholes. We're affected by this negatively. Yeah. And and uh, here's all the experts you need to know that this is bullshit. Yes. yes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and and uh, what uh, is not very much known, we also had a letter of Peter. Oh. Which in which se- there was said that zoo uh, who was who had to go to to the courts because. Uh, Antis thought he would have raped his dog and took the dog away and the dog disappeared. Uh, then he was there with his other dog and one significant member of Peter wrote a letter to this court that he did not think that uh, this person is doing bad for dogs. So this, this, this also went to the Bundesverfassungsgericht. Well, and a year later, more or less, there was a decision about 95% of the complaints, the Bundesverfassungsgericht did not take it to a decision, but they wrote a reason why they did not And in this reason it was said because of, well, in the law it is said that you are not allowed to demand of animals things they cannot...
3: Maybe just to to cite the law, Um, the law is it is forbidden to use an animal for one's sexual for one's own sexual acts, or to train or make available an animal for sexual acts of third parties, thereby forcing it to behave in an abusive manner. So, so the 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 last part of this law is what's critical because you have to um, decide whether the law asserts. That you uh, you force it to behave in that way, or Mm -hmm. whether whether you have to um, find that someone forces the animal in order to to the law to apply. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. And uh, in another uh, part of this law, it is said that you are not allowed to demand from an animal something the animal cannot. Do and uh the, the, the Bundesverfassungsgericht said, Well that means that you are allowed allowed to demand of animals things they can do. Do uh, do you use force, physical force, then of course it's not allowed to have sexual contacts with an animal. Uh but what is with, with psychological 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 force? And there, the uh, this decision said that it must of such a strength, or that it resembles to physical force. Okay. And because uh, of zoophiles, no one wants to force an animals to have sex with them. If they right. don't, if they don't want, uh, then there, right. is none, there is none. Um, okay. Then, because of this, uh, zoophiles are not afflicted by this law. And now, where it's where this is clear, it is um, of calmness. Uh, is has come to the yeah. zoos.
0: before. Yeah. it's a victory. Be- be- it means that you are safe, basically, from the law as long as you're not abusing animals. Yes, yes, and that's exactly it. yeah. Now, comment. I think uh, at one point you had kind of described how your strat- your strategic thinking for having um, challenged this law. Do You want to kind of uh, Kind of describe how you were thinking about challenging the law.
3: Yes, so um, the the problem with the law was that it was was said to be a anti-zophilia law. So right. clearly, clearly from the debates that were in the media, uh, the law was meant to be against zophans. Mm-hmm. But from what was written in the law, it was clearly not against us at all, but it was against uh, so-called animal brothels, which was a rumor that was spread at that time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's also be
0: clear um, about that real quick, because we've watched a lot of things uh, and and kind of done done some digging on that. Animal brothels, there's no evidence that they've ever existed, and the ones that were alleged to exist turned out to be hoaxes. That is correct?
3: uh, uh, For Mm -hmm. Europe, that's correct. There is a single animal protocol in Indonesia, I think. I think where they abuse orangutans, something like that.
0: Mm.
3: Uh, so that's that's one. And that's been verified. That, yeah, that's verified. And mm-hmm. otherwise, there's there does not exist a single other one. And if there was any in Germany, we would fight to get it closed. Yeah. as yeah, soon as possible and free, and free the animals. But the, the, uh, these rumors were used um, to, to tell a story about uh, Zofilia tourism towards Denmark and all the stupid stuff, uh, mm-hmm. which there wasn't any as well. And the antis knew about that and they still kept uh, talking about that. They kept talking right. about uh, 500,000 animals killed every year by zoos. Oh shit. Fuck. Yeah, and we actually ca- calculated, uh, uh, tried to calculate the number, h- h- what that would m- mean, how how many zoophytes uh, they had to exist for that to actually be possible, and how long it would take for ext- extinction of all animals in Europe, if that number was true. Um, yeah, it was about two or five years or so. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> what the fuck? So these are outlandish claims, yeah, by the it, way.
3: The, yeah, but the claims were made by uh, animal protection organizations. Right. So n- not just random people. It was made by by those organizations. So the mm-hmm. the, the public debate made it clear that the law was again was meant against zoofans. The zoo fans. The, mm-hmm. the actual law uh, seemed to be meant against those uh, imagined animal brochures. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get uh, and to, to get uh, clarification about that, we went to, to the uh, to the Consti- constitutional court and um, had two winning scenarios. W- winning scenario one would be to have this uh, law taken back or uh, a clarification that the law is not about Zophilia. Mm-hmm. The second winning scenario became reality, so we celebrated that. In the same way uh, the antis celebrated uh, the law when it, uh, when it passed the parliament there was so was just just a tiny little bit, but they they used a cert, uh, in their article they used a certain picture of uh, of champagne and we, we searched that picture. it was on photostock <laughs> photo or something and we used the exact same picture for our article. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh that's cheeky.
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit, uh,
3: the tiny little things, no? <laughs> oh, I love okay. that. Mm-hmm.
0: So you guys, okay? So comment. You were in an interview before and then after this law happened with a a, a certain female reporter who remarked on your luscious eyelashes, as I recall. <laughs> Tell me about that first interview, because uh, you know, reading the interview, she does seem kind of like. Oh God, this is weird and gross. At least at first.
3: Well, I I don't think that. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, it was she. She wrote a letter to Zeta, mm-hmm. and uh, two of us said, "Okay, we would uh, do such an interview." And mm-hmm. then we had lot of lots of um, interview via via Skype. I, mm-hmm. I think I, I recorded the interviews. So they are they sum up to maybe ten or fifteen hours of interview oh my gosh wow and th- that was just for the preparation uh, so oh no, <laughs> wow yeah uh, uh, after that uh, she um, went uh, to to the place of the other two and I went went there too and there mm-hmm. we had an actual interview which took about three or four hours again
0: yeah so I noticed. Uh, so like what I what I noted was a sense of sort of apprehension and i feel like maybe it was like obligatory apprehension like you know i have to show some sort of uh sign that you know i don't readily condemn like yeah like, like i'm not readily actively like pro this issue i have to show some distance and kind of show apprehension
3: to it yeah, that, um, that's a, a common technique by journalists. I, I think mm-hmm. they they try to to mirror what society thinks or what the reader may think, mm-hmm. and um, then take them on on the journey of new information based on on having the same position at the beginning. So mm. what what uh, what you can see in the first article, she um, she was trying to paint an image of a. Secret fi society where it was hard to get into or to find something, when in reality she, she wrote a letter and we said yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they they like to represent zoos as a secret society. That that um, term comes we up again. We are the
3: illuminati my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I f- I found that uh, this picture changed uh, dramatically over the last six years. So. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a newer uh, video by uh, a German format called Y-Collective mm-hmm. and uh, so he, he started his, uh, um, his video fir- first with a kind of trigger warning which seems to be uh, usual nowadays mm-hmm. and then he said, well it was easy to find a file, I just wrote a letter and uh, we went into contact. <laughs> So, so, the image, so, so just by having a, a lot of interviews over the time, which is, I guess, over a dozen by now, the perception of, of, of zoophiles uh, changed in, in this first impression they, they give. And mm-hmm. I, I also uh, think uh, that it changes further because the more interviews we give or the more articles we have, uh, mm-hmm. The the next jo- journalist who who wants to make a new article will read those articles and then will right. try to to um, find something something new to tell about. Right. Uh, so just having so yeah, they get a, the, a, they
0: get a bigger picture with more perspective and like a, a more accurate reflection of who you are.
3: Yeah, and and also for for that I think it's possible to ha- uh, it's important to have as many different people. To, to, oh. tell about, uh, to talk about themselves. Absolutely uh, agree. Because um, mm-hmm. y- you run into the risk of um, becoming a cliché, or, right. or, or being the one representative zoophile in the world, and right. every other zoo seems to be the, the same way. I think it's important to have as many different Absolutely. people yes. with different perspectives. Now,
0: Absolutely. speaking of that, the two of you are both out as zoophiles, in your lives I assume yes correct that's Uh, an accurate statement
3: that's partially correct yes
0: partially correct now for I'll get to that so Michael you are you for for you it's completely correct yes yes all right so how did it come about that you what was your experience coming out as a zoo and what is your experience as a zoo who is out uh, over the past six years
4: It's more like the last.
0: Oh, no, I'm talking about like, you know, because he was, um, Kama was saying that your perception has changed over the past six years. Oh. So, how has your experience as being an out zoo changed over the past six years as well?
4: In the beginning, I was very cautious. Then I don't really know, know how it came, but I was more or less. Open since the, the uh, discussions in the detox. Sex, uh, mm-hmm. I was with my real name there. Ah. Well, nothing happened. And then I had a hmm. website since 1999, uh, fifine.org, F- mm-hmm. where you you have uh, in Germany, you must have a impress- an impression where you write your, uh, your your contacts, contact data.
0: Really, you're like required to yes. by law. And, oh, that's insane! Uh, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> and, in the US were very, very protective of that. And as a,
4: um, well, as a good citizen, citizen and working for the state, uh, of, co- of course, of ah. course, I wrote it there, and nothing happened. And uh, some friends of mine knew it, and um, mm-hmm. in the, I'm, I'm, I was singing in a choir. I moved, I moved now away, and cannot, cannot get there anymore. But uh, Mm. every year we go on a weekend with a choir and uh, on Mm -hmm. one of these weekends I uh, made a reading out of my translation of the Horseman and and, uh, well there were uh, some were looking strange but uh, in the <laughs> end, nothing happened. I'm still in this choir, and uh, they like me, and I like them. And well, there
0: is something to be said about being a human being <laughs> when you're <laughs> right. being out of the zoo. Uh, no. oh.
4: Yes, uh, I think uh, the closer the people are, the the mo- the less uh, important or dangerous r- dangerous it is to to come out because they know you. And uh, that mm-hmm. you are a zoo is just another information about you, which they have perhaps, perhaps guessed somehow. And uh, ah, that's uh, that's this way. That's why he ah, so loving with his dog and so on. And uh, mm-hmm. but it is another, uh, just another information, and it doesn't matter very much. The f- the 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 mm-hmm. the, f- the, farer the people are, the more they get excited and uh, hostile. Mm. Well, and my mother. Uh, <laughs> Perhaps she 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 uh, thought about it something somehow, but uh, she never said something. Mm-hmm. And she is never reading the uh, um, the build Zeitung, which is a notorious uh, German uh, like a tabloid. N- n- yeah, not a tabloid, uh, but uh, like the Sun in 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 England. Uh, yeah, it's a tabloid. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the Sun, but <laughs> like the the sun sun, but, but, but in worse, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
6: but, but less respectable. <laughs> yes, yes. In, <laughs> That's in, pretty
4: In bad. the fifties, the uh, there was even a uh, a decision of a, of a court that uh, Bild Zeitung uh, has not uh, was not allowed anymore to call it, its Zeitung, which is newspaper, because for a newspaper you know you have to have. At least uh, at least a, a, a very small part of uh, fact of fact, yes, and of, <laughs> uh, of of journalists responsibility., but well, but uh, they uh, called me and said they wanted to write something about me, whether I would give them an interview, and uh, I said to her, Bildzeitung and,
5: <laughs> and, <then they laughs> and,
4: and and then they said, uh, well, uh, if you don't give us an interview, we are writing, writing anything. Uh, we are writing something anyway. And so I, uh, I got them here and they came very uh, full of suspicion and went uh, mm-hmm. lighthearted and enthusiastic. enthusiastic. Oh. So, so Cassie, my dog, had... Uh, convinced them some weeks later the first said said it would only be in the berlin part of the bildzeitung but of course it was in the mm-hmm. uh, national national the uh, yeah. part of the bildzeitung uh, i mm-hmm. lost i left my wife for a dog oh my uh, fucking
0: god, which, oh, god. W-
4: which was not really true no. but uh, the rest the rest of the article was uh, was was not was not bad only the headline was bullshit <laughs> and That's a Jerry Springer headline. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Like like, like I Married a Horse. I Married a Horse. uh, My mother never reads the Bild Zeitung. Although uh, she is... uh, if she's not in in holidays and of course she was in holidays and then i got a phone call no, <laughs> no. and uh, a talk about uh three quarters of an hour uh, but in the end it was uh, well uh, we were still friends that's good after some somewhere afterwards uh, the things got worse when facebook and uh, other social networks right. came to came on the scene yeah we uh, have things like um, uh
0: what is it uh upbeast
4: yeah this, I don't. I don't know this.
0: Oh, Op Beast was not a thing in in Germany. It was it was uh, big for Denmark's uh, anti-zoo okay. laws. It was one of the anon- anonymous operations, Operation Beast, and they were the ones uh, okay. that were posting all those things online uh, with like pictures of animals being abused in non-sexual ways yeah. next to stuff anti-zoo propaganda. Yeah. So that was App right. Beast, and so they really pushed for Denmark's laws. Uh, and mm-hmm. got that passed um, and I think they, I, I got the impression they were really working on all of Europe so you did not have a lot of um, uh, influence no, from it was,
4: them it were other groups interesting um, uh, and it was uh, in a predecessor of Facebook which was called Wer kennt wen who knows whom uh, where um, another zoo who was also in animal welfare mm-hmm. had uh, given us his homepage the CETA homepage hmm. which was not the best idea no and mm-hmm. uh, then there was an uproar and th- this also was the guy whom the dog was taken away
5: Oh and
4: right. uh, um. here some people had uh, announced they're coming uh, to beat us up Right. so we we sat here with three uh bottles of pepper spray and uh me and him and a very good female friend of mine which uh, and mm. we were sitting here and n- no one came
5: of
0: course they didn't come <laughs> yeah. well i know there was this one point where you had people outside of your house
4: yes this was uh, indeed they made uh in the or uh, made a demonstration let's say yeah yeah, it said
0: in the uh, in the translation they called it a silent vigil, which is a very strange yeah. thing. When we think of silent vigil in the U.S., we think of like a, a like a funeral sort of thing with candles. Mm-hmm. Was it like
4: that? Uh, yes, but they had not candles. It was all over the day, and uh, they uh, stood there and uh, gave leaflets with propaganda to the people and talked to people and so on. Oh, and, then, uh, and then they wanted to come to me and they came to me Well, and there were 30 persons standing out of, uh, in, fr- in front of my garden door and uh, calling um, with a megaphone some paroles like uh, Frau Eigner which was the ministry at this time uh, protect the animals and so on and, and well, I said I'm, I'm living in the middle of nowhere yeah? mm-hmm. and uh, I said well yes uh, she will hear you and uh, <laughs> an hour after an hour, and after of course uh, giving lots of propaganda to my neighbors, mm. uh, they uh, disappeared again. And uh, next day I was at the police mm-hmm. uh, complaining because um, they have to you have to announce to the police that they are making a demonstration. right? And uh, from when we, for, for, for the times and the place and uh, what the police did not uh, verify was that the way to my to where i live is also private property and mm. they were on private property
5: wow oh, well and I
4: know. Uh, in the end i got uh, um, a phone call of the county police in chief uh who was saying well sorry for that we did not verify all what they did and so on well yes then the second time they came but then the state they stayed well they should this should should stay Mm -hmm. did not come to private property and i wasn't alone at this time uh we made a a barbecue here with some friends and Mm -hmm. uh When the barbecue was over, it began to rain and the antis disappeared.
0: Well, how about that?
4: (laughs) (laughs) One thing we once once did, this uh, bipolar guy Mm -hmm. uh, had a a, a web space Mm -hmm. and he was of the opinion that everybody must know everything. Uh, No secrets and everything will be good. Well, and we uh, stored there an invitation for a Zeta gathering somewhere uh, in the middle of nowhere near the Rhine. Uh And of course, we knew that uh, the Antis would find it. And indeed, they came there with a lot of people and were. Uh, very unfriendly to some people on a camping place <laughs> but we weren't there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very funny. Uh, yeah, fuckers. Uh, yes.
4: The aunties also uh, spilled propaganda and uh, outed me uh, on my working place. Mm, uh,
0: that's unfortunate.
4: My, my, my university backed uh, me up.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And
4: and they said, uh, "Well, he's doing his work. He is not um, harassing others with uh, zoophilia, and what he does in his in his private life is not our is, is not our affair." Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. well, I, I'm still there, and uh, i if I'm. If I'm
1: if I'm lucky, I will go to retirement in two years. And
0: oh, congrats. Oh, yeah. Early congrats.
1: That, that's fantastic that they yeah. stuck up for yes. you like yes, that. Yes, you yes. Know? And, uh, you know, a lot of times um, the, these aunties want to convince us that no one else will ever stand up for us. And uh, we find that in the real world that is uh, often not right. true. Uh, and it's, yes. it's good to keep in mind that... Um, that that uh real people uh, are often a lot more decent than uh, we, we often assure ourselves <laughs> that they are
4: you know right I think we, we we have more uh more fears than it's needed
0: yes well they want us yep. to be that way of course so comment mm-hmm. you said earlier that you're not you're you're out but not it's not entirely the case
3: what what did you mean by that so I'm not out in public ah so I um w- when when I give interviews, mm-hmm. I tell the journalists that they can ha- that they can have my voice, they can have my thoughts, my opinions, but they cannot have my name or my face. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, a very strict rule because once they have my name, because I have a um, distinctive name that only exists once on this planet, <laughs> that, be, that, that that would could be a d- disaster. Right. So
0: there's there's power in a name.
3: Yeah, and there's. There are some people who um, who like to, to uh, once they have a name, they use it in their articles and claim things about things about mm-hmm. us. And if I if I um, would go to to a company and they would Google my name, they would find would find out easily, and that could be a big problem for my mm-hmm. life. So. So, I, I, I keep them secret. I don't even tell the journalists what, what my name is. I came out to my friends mm-hmm. um, in the end of 2012. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, about 12 friends at the same time. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. And they were all fine with I Imagine
0: you like at, a, at a, a small dinner and you stand up. With a with a little champagne glass and tap on it with a fork. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Excuse me, friends. I have an announcement. It's got something to say. <laughs>
3: uh, it, uh, it was it was more like um, after the the law had passed mm. through uh, parliament, mm-hmm. I became very depressed, mm-hmm. and my friends noticed that, and they said, uh, "Hey, comment, what's going on?" I told them that that's. That is what just happened, and that that just depresses me. Mm -hmm. And they said, "Well, we know you. Uh, We're fine with it."
0: A little bit of encouragement Uh, from your friends. That's what's up. Mm -hmm.
3: That that, actually, that was a big release for me. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because uh, uh, after that, we could talk about the topic freely. There was. one significant uh, situation after um, we came back from a tournament of our sport, mm-hmm. uh, we, we sat together at, the, at a pizza, and one of the one of my my friends uh, put his hand on mine, telling me something about um, um, a green field where we were lying, and then there was the moon and uh, something. He was talking about something romantic, and then he said something about a unicorn. And I interrupted him and, and said, uh, oh, are you talking about the, the unicorn I left you for? <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 everyone on the table understood, everyone was laughing with me, and that was some, such a great situation, such a, great things to have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah So that, that helped me Helped me a lot
0: Sure I love that I love that There's really like There's no uh, There's no substitute For supportive friends Really uh, You know I feel bad I see a lot of people Are like You just can't Trust anyone with this And I feel like It's human nature To have someone You can trust With these things You know mm-hmm. and, and, and the relief uh, Of having that um, is, is So important For your mental health I think
3: Mm-hmm Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you definitely become sick uh, with having to keep such an important part of yourself a secret because there's a, there's a difference between secrecy and privacy. You know, and mm, I, I think right. uh, most of us are, are private people, but um, when you have to keep something a secret... Like that, I mean, it, it eats away you because you have to start covering for it, you know, in a situation mm. where the honest answer is one thing, you have to make something else up, and people pick up on that, and they don't know what's up, and a lot of times, uh, you know, they they might think that uh, that there's something really untoward in your in your personal life when it's like no, it's it's nothing like that. It's it's just something that's been you know demonized in yes. uh, you know, media yes. and, and people's minds, but. Um, and that's why, as you're saying, Comet, and has been my experience, and I know Toggle's experience too. The people who already know you and know your character, and whether you're a good mm-hmm. person or not, uh, when you come out to them, they don't have a problem with it. Even if they, you know, might not want to think too much about it because it, you know, it might be gross to them or whatever, and that's that's fine. That's if that's their honest feeling. But for you as a person, they they understand that uh, you are still the same person that they that they knew before. And it's right. it's really only the people who have no idea who you are as a person who immediately jump to uh, demonizing you and calling you an abuser and all these things. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, and I
4: and I um, uh, observed that mm-hmm. this is um, mostly women who are demonizing you. That's um, interesting. I think a lot of women have had uh, experiences with sexualized force, right? And uh, right. and they uh, think uh, they of empathize the with
0: an animal in that way. Yes,
4: know. Yeah. They think that the, the animals uh, is like them and want to protect them with all the force a female mammal has, and uh, so they this this will explain perhaps. Uh, a lot of the uh, the vehemency, now the, the, mm. the force these people uh, or the, the energy, the, 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 the much energy these these uh, people but, uh, these women uh, have to fight mm. you.
0: right. So basically because of their experiences of uh, it's not really their fault. It's definitely a societal thing where we where we view sex as this kind of power exchange where you know one person is, is taking something from another um mm.
1: yes and, and where women and are so systematically objectified
0: yeah that the women are, are subjected to, to that and so they they would uh, definitely i can understand why uh they would perhaps uh be more more prone to that although i would love to hear a, a female's perspective on that just kind of to verify that um especially from a female zoo's perspective, I wonder how, how that translates for them. Uh, but you know comment. I want to say uh, what, what a, as someone who is out with your friends, starting from this very crucial moment where this law has been passed, how has your experience as an out zoo changed over the past six years? Um,
3: not at all to be, to be honest. Mm. So for for that uh, for the people who know that I'm a zoo, mm-hmm. uh, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in the relationship with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm even out uh, to my family, mm-hmm. and nothing has changed there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
3: I didn't, I didn't come out uh, to my uh, in my company, so. Um, I uh, couldn't find the courage to do that. Well, I yet. mean,
0: i mean honest. Sometimes wow. it's none of their fucking business. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know,
0: it's funny. Our friend Doodle, um, we were recording a podcast. I think it was last month, uh, and Doodle was, was uh, at his workplace when he was he was trying to get his laptop, and his boss was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, uh, recording a podcast? Oh, really? You're in a podcast? What kind of podcast is it? Tell me about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, it is a zoophile podcast. And his boss is like, uh, uh it's uh, really? <laughs> 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 uh, well, I guess as long as you're not actually hurting animals, I guess I don't care. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was very, very scary for him, but uh, he is still employed. And Again, so,
1: he he's known he's known his boss there for I don't know like a decade or something like that. So his boss knows who he is as a person, right? And uh, we actually uh, went inside after that, and uh, and we all had to talk together. And yeah, the guy was just uh, you know he's like I you know like I, I understand it's you know it's it's odd, and I don't necessarily want to hear about it, but at the same time, like <laughs> it, it was what he said. It's like I I know. You know doodle and uh and i know that he would never hurt anyone and and um you know it's it's fine so
4: right i want to add something about the advantages of being out yes please mm-hmm. absolutely please. for yeah. the, for a long time of my life i tried to suppress isophilia i even married mm. and uh, had had therapies and all other other things. And in the in the end, uh, you you end up with uh, having to control yourself, your uh, what you say, what you think, uh, mm. that your breath does not be faster in in situations. Mm. And uh, when someone is is, is, is uh, telling <coughs> telling a, a zufre zoof- joke, all this consumes a lot of energy and more energy, right. at least at I that I could uh, produce. So I was always mm. something like depressive, sure. and now this is gone. Uh, the second advantage is you cannot be
0: blackmailed. Yeah? Yes, if, if some, if that's some, my if, number one advantage. Yeah.
4: If someone, if someone s- says, oh, you're a zoo, I will tell someone, it says, everybody knows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in episode three, I believe, we talked about blackmail. And the mm-hmm. most radical thing you can do to, to undermine someone who might blackmail you is to disclose the information yourself. Mm-hmm. Which can be very scary uh, for zoos, especially in the U.S. I, I know, even especially in places where, where it's far less tolerant than the U.S. Um, but you know that sort of power, taking that power back and giving it to yourself, is how shall I say, empowering. Yes.
1: Yeah, and it, it also uh, it it relieves you because when something so central like your sexuality is um, criminalized. Uh, it, it necessarily casts a pall on it, you know, and, and we hear the terms, you know, like shadowy uh, and deep dark and these things and mm. there's nothing dark about my sexuality, there's nothing dark right. about uh, the, the sexuality of my friends, as, you know, as far as I've witnessed and um, being out like that and uh, owning what you are and embracing it Right. Um, is an incredibly powerful way of um, casting that stigma out of your own heart that because it does get internalized of course. however hard you fight it and that uh, is very much fed by having to be secretive about it because you right. know that's the uh, the expression um, you know of that uh, of that paradigm you know is being secretive. You have to keep it secret. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't, then what happens? Well, you realize that it's just fine. You
0: know. I think the other the thing about coming out is that when you are out, you become a person. Uh, in the eyes of everyone around you who also is a zoophile. So you make zoophile human. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the the problems that we have is that uh, when laws are being passed and things like that, zoophiles are a caricature of what we are. Uh, Mm -hmm. Someone else defines what we are when we are not there just to define ourselves. Yes. Right. Yes. So I wonder, having had this conversation with you guys, what can we in the U.S., Learn from the struggles you had in Germany With your legal system So just uh, I don't know how familiar you are um, In the US The legal battles with bestiality start At about mm, 98, 99 with Asayers, Randy Pepe, etc, etc, etc Yes, I uh, know um, Yeah uh, So we have a legacy The other difference between us and say Germany Is that our laws are passed State by state by state by state So you don't have a a federal law even being considered until maybe last year. And so you don't have, you have this kind of like, oh, well, it may be illegal in Oregon, but it's not illegal in Texas. Oh, but now it's legal in Texas, but you know it's not illegal in Vermont. And so you kind of have this more gradual, like, taking over of, of the legal system, so to speak. And so we have 20 years of laws being passed against us without anyone representing us. Yes. And I wonder what we can take from your position where you start from being legal, with perhaps misperceptions, uh, then becoming illegal and then getting the clarification that you're not. What advice would you give to activists in the U.S. now trying to fight 20 years of not having any representation under the law?
4: Make an organization.
3: All right. Start start an organization. Um, be reachable by journalists mm-hmm. and scientists. That's the most important thing because every, everything you do and say uh, is read by journalists and scientists. <laughs> actually, we have um, when we had the debate in two thousand and twelve mm-hmm. about about this new law. Mm-hmm. There was an anthropologist who was reading about everything that we wrote and everything that the Andes wrote. Mm-hmm. And he actually wrote a paper about the whole process. Mm. And he, he, he called it uh, something like at last uh, Zophilia and the normative ref- reflex mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> but he, he, wrote, <laughs> he wrote it in Germany and uh, in German. and uh, so in his article, he. Uh, he refers to articles of Zeta, Mm -hmm. he even uh, refers to articles on vifina.org, which is Michael's homepage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the next scientist that will read uh, his paper will also be referred to our websites Mm. and our articles. Mm. Um, And uh, this is how how, um, you become actual part of the science and can have an impact on the science. Mm-hmm. Uh, also with with journalists, um, I'd say for the first interviews I wouldn't uh, cooperate with the Yellow Press no, Right? Right, sure. absolutely no. Or,
0: no. No, 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 no. Because they will bring you loaded <laughs> questions and find ways yeah. to turn what you say against you. Uh,
3: so mm-hmm. once you're visible as an organization, there will be journalists that that say, "Oh, I want to, to do a report about you. I want to talk with you about Sophia." Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be good to to have people who are fit talking with journalists. They know how um, what quotes are used and which ones are aren't. For for example, um, I found when you use um, uh, complex sentences.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Most of the times, they don't use them at all. Sure. Right. So they, they, so they want these quick, short sentences that everyone can understand. Mm-hmm. So uh, work, if you may, work, may try to work out some se- sentences you want to say during an interview to, to make sure they they can be part uh, of the article or the video that is published. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then don't fear to, to repeat yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We we have a um, we ha- had a few interviews recently um, that all went uh, in the in the in the same ch- scheme sort of. So mm-hmm. the uh, the journalist would visit us. We would uh, walk through through a forest. They would film us and and our um, animal partner,
6: mm-hmm.
3: and then he would. He would go on visit uh, an anti zoo or a or Peter or whoever or maybe a psychologist, talk to them and cut everything together. Mm-hmm. Just recently, we got a request from journalists,
2: mm-hmm.
3: from a journalist um, who has seen all these videos and he said, "Well, they are all the same scheme. I don't want to make it the same way. I want to make it different. Maybe we can have a zoo and an anti in the same room discussing with each other." Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's scary, but also fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I consider that this a next step.
0: I think when you see us next to each other, you realize who's the more reasonable of the two. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. And also, uh, right now, this journalist has a big trouble finding an auntie to talk with. Interesting, because they don't want to. T- they don't want to talk with us. They want to propagate their position. They don't want to argue. Right with that you get some advantage as well
4: if you uh if you feel fear then you feel fear it's normal it will go away somewhere and uh, if you get in trouble because of what you do uh, or what you say or that you are out then it's far easier to uh, cope to handle with this trouble than with the, the fear of this trouble
0: right 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 it is easier to deal with the actual trouble than it is to yes. deal with being afraid of the trouble yes,
1: yes. uh i wanted to uh <clears throat> to ask a little bit more we don't have to talk about it now because it seems like we were not focusing on this part of things but um when you were talking about the history of uh zeta vine uh, did i say that right fine so hmm? um Mm? It sounds so. It sounds so much better when you say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you you had been contemplating uh, making an organization uh, well in advance of, of the law, um, right? Yes. When the when the like,
4: first uh, first uh, draft of a an, an, an anti zula law uh, appeared on the scene, yes. Uh,
1: so it was basically so the. Uh, the possibility of a law being passed was the factor that even got you, uh, thinking about making an organization? Uh,
4: no, it was, or is that it was, this, or is it, that it was that the factor was the factor of making an, an organization. Uh, th- right. there, were, there were many thoughts about an organization, but, uh, it never, uh, came to reality. It
1: right. was that factor that, that turned, um, it was the impetus. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, the, the supposition catalyst, into, if you will. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Catalyst is the word that I need. To, that, that made it suddenly necessary to actually do it, rather than to just think about it. But um, you had been talking about uh, Zeta Pride conventions, um, and I had wanted to know uh, what the uh, the social. Uh, situation for zoos in Germany uh, is and was. And it sounds like it was uh, pretty close-knit before uh, there was a need for an organization to uh, to fight in the courts.
4: I read close-knit, but, but what is it?
0: What Sorry? does close-knit mean? Hmm? Close-knit means um, you had a very close relationship with one another.
4: Ah, okay. At least in my case, it is not this way Uh. I don't have so many contacts I know that there are people uh, and I know that if something happens I can contact them and we will be the same friends like we were 20 years ago but mm-hmm. I have not so many many contacts, also not in, in, in normal life, because people in controlled doses are okay, but <laughs> not, not too much. <laughs> so um, I can't say very much about it, uh, but mm-hmm. I think before the antis came into place, there, was, there were foreign and there also were people who had a lot of contact with each other, uh, and, and perhaps met themselves uh, and afterwards uh, then there was a lot of fear there was a lot of fear sure. between the zoos and everybody uh, uh, disappeared in the dark not everybody but uh, right. a lot of them disappeared right. in the dark uh, right. I think uh, I'm not sure about it but I think that there are a lot of little uh, circles of friends but uh, you don't hear anything about them perhaps Komet does know more
3: no, it's, it's the, the same thing for me. Um, I, um, I'm i actually not active in any discussion board anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, also because the, the debates are uh, most of the time just the same, and right. once you're through them, it becomes kind of boring. Right. Oh yeah, um, kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, so, so I, I have if uh, it's uh, just like Michael said, I have a few friends, uh, a, a few zoo, fr- a few zoo friends mm-hmm. that I have uh, regular contact with, mm-hmm. and um, I rarely add or get get a new zoo file friend nowadays.
2: Aww. So but- it's
3: it, it, it kind kind of quieted down um, the the new contact, um, which is. It's a bit sad, um, but I, I guess if I start to, to be active in the uh, zoo file board discussion boards, uh, there would come new one very soon. Mm-hmm. But I just I'm just not that active there. But there, there are
4: but, there uh, are not many boards left. You yeah.
3: Know. yeah, we have one or two German boards today. There's
4: the info, and part of Zuvel is in German, but yeah,
0: uh, like has a German part.
4: But that's so, it. So
0: I wonder. Uh, let me ask you a question. This is maybe or maybe not off the record. Uh, we're still recording. Um, we had someone on Twitter. Obviously, Twitter is is not really representative of like the struggle. Um, but <laughs> um, we had someone on Twitter that was very critical of people uh, on Twitter. Suggesting that, you know, no one was interested in any sort of advancement of zoo rights based on what they had seen. Now, obviously, they had not talked to me very much. They had not talked to. Anyone associated with our podcast? None <laughs> they,
1: of us they, talked, uh, yeah, they talked to dozens of zoos, they said, but uh, none, none of us who are actually doing this kind of thing and uh, critiqued both uh, the Twitter platform and the podcast as being somehow not valid or legitimate activism. What are your thoughts on that? Activism is when you open your mouth. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> well said, my friend.
3: <laughs> um I think there are many people who prefer some kind of an ostrich strategy <laughs> towards uh, zophilia sure. um they they um in Germany some zoos think that uh, we are the reason for the uh, the new law that came in 2012. we yeah. get that a lot yeah and oh yeah yeah and that that they claim that if we had just stayed silent, so nobody would have recognized us, uh, we wouldn't have that law today. No, but, no. Um, I, I, I think otherwise. Um, there are activists who push toward the, those topics, and uh, if you stay silent, you will be discriminated over time. Yep,
5: absolutely. Because
3: they, because because they can tell the, uh, stories about you that may be true or not true, but they have the control over the stories. Absolutely. Yep. So they can, they can dehumanize you, and the only way to counter that is to tell your own stories. So Let's think about
0: this actually, you know, in in our situation in the US, these laws are passed without fanfare. No one is fighting against them, and when we think of the stories that may lead to them, like Unumclaw, um, what really comes into to place is that, you know, say, you know, opinion dying via horse Mm -hmm. the story that is told is not the story of what happened and so we we some people will will point at that and say look if he had just you know been quiet or whatever if that hadn't happened if no one had seen it then that law wouldn't be passed but in reality what it is is that something happens uh and no one is there to actually (laughs) tell the right story uh, yes you know the story is told yeah. for us mm. by people who are do not have our interest in mind
4: yes and mm. uh, is it, yeah, it's totally the same right. like uh, that uh, people who are mutilating animals sexually not, uh, or not or torturing yeah. animals they get the press this is an, an sensation but uh, right. hundred people who are living in in, in in loving harmony with their partners and perhaps have sex with them no one talks about them if they don't talk about themselves.
0: Right, right. Mm -hmm. You know, It's it's also like, I'm thinking there's this popular on Twitter article that's thrown around. It's this um, autopsy report of an animal that's been sexually abused and they use that as uh, you know, they send it to us saying, look, see, this is how you know there's a scientific (laughs) article that's anti-Zoo. And I'm like, yes, but the problem here is that the representative population is a dead animal and that's not representative <laughs> um, right. zoo relationships with, with animals
4: and look for the origins of these pictures mm. here, here they mm-hmm. also uh, ventilate a lot of uh, pictures of mutilated animals but, uh, not if sexually
0: you, mutilated just regularly uh, 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 yeah. Sexual
4: and regularly, regularly. but uh, mm-hmm. if you follow them uh, if, if you follow them back and in search where these pictures appeared the first time. Then it comes that it Mm -hmm. was in in Turkey or somewhere at the other side of the world and not in Germany. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they uh, would even just use random pictures that look like something else. Yeah, I've seen it. For example, there's a picture of a female dog who had an operation. I don't know what operation, but her back was covered in, in Yodin. Mm. and so, so they, it looks like blood. Um, yeah it looks like blood and they said oh this dog was right to death yeah, it was yeah, yeah. It was well, a, it, it was a it, male
4: a male dog yes
3: okay but um the the, the point is that uh, they they like up stories they make up stories about pictures they just find at some place. Some random place on the internet, right?
0: Sure. It's interesting to me. It's always been interesting to me that they they feel that they have to lie. Yeah, it's,
3: it's just it's just their propaganda technique. They they know which uh, stories work with people, and so they try to tell those stories. Right. Mm-hmm. That's 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 how their political strategy works. Right. And the only way to the only way to counter that is uh, first research the true story behind a picture. Second, uh, publish the true story again on your on your website so people can research the true story and um, thereby, Get a chance to see how these people are lying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And see, the the funny thing to me is that when they try to present these absurd cases as being somehow representative of zoophiles, if what they were saying was true, we would all be immediately jailed because all of our animals would be completely fucked up and anytime we took them to the vet, they would see all these horrible signs of abuse and, you know, strange behavior, which of course they don't, because they're not. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. but it, it never seems to to occur to them that uh,
3: that half, half a million animals per year. <laughs> Sorry,
0: half a million.
5: Half Oh a yeah, million. Half a million. <laughs> that's yeah. such a b- yeah. <laughs> bizarre
0: number to throw out. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, and and the dark number is way yeah, higher, of
5: course. <laughs> oh, the dark <laughs>
0: number, right? Yeah, five hundred thousand is the judicious estimate.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> the conservative
3: <laughs> estimate. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's uh, the stories we were contr- confronted oh my God. with. So, mm-hmm.
0: so I want to say, like, we, we, you know, obviously, we did a little bit of research. We looked up uh, the Zeta Society for for you know what you stand for, your constitution. And I want to say, I think a lot of what you uh, stand for aligns very much with our vision of our podcast. So, I will, Absolutely. I would. Be so bold as the hope that we can work together in the future as well. I would love that.
4: Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. would love that. Yes.
0: I think we have lots of stuff to talk about we still want to talk about, but I think mm-hmm. we've got a, a pretty good basis for, for today, a good understanding of of you know the past of the Zeta Society and the situation in Germany. So I want to thank you so, so much for coming and joining us today. It has been yeah an absolute pleasure it's been a privilege to talk with you two thank you for coming and hanging out with us
4: yeah thank you guys thank you for for inviting
0: (laughs) us we'll be right back with more Zui in the now right after this
5: you've been there for me my whole life you taught me everything from how to tie my shoes to how to be a decent person you tell me you love me every day and I love you too we have no secrets between us Except that I'm a zoophile, and I'm afraid to tell you. When you ask, when am I going to have grandkids, how could I ever explain that my first love was our family dog? You tell me you love me unconditionally, but other parents have disowned their daughters for less. So I'm a zoophile, you note, but you've known me all my life. I'm still the same girl you raised. Ultimately, you decide how our relationship continues from here. You could abandon me in disgust, and claim you have no daughter, or you could be the rock that you've always been, and try to understand, and tell me you still love me, like you always have. What will you do? Hello, ladies
7: and gentle zoos, and all else in between. Your favorite dame of a Dane is very, very excited to be back here at ZTT soon. Just enjoying the tail end of a little trip, pardon the pun. You see, I've never been a fan of cold weather, and while there's no shortage of devilish dogs and donkeys deigning to dote on the Dane in a dirty, decalescent demeanor, that can't help a little alliteration. I binge-watched the last season of BoJack Horseman on the flight, you see. But your lovely host has decided to take her amorous adventures to the Pacific. Hawaii, to be specific. I'll just get right to it. This trip took me to the city of Kahului, on the island of Maui. This Dane does prefer to avoid colonialist resorts and obvious tourist traps. She's much better than that. (laughs) But I'd much rather spend my time out in the nearby West Maui Forest Reserve, flaunting my flair to the forest's fauna. Which is exactly what I did. (laughs) It didn't take too long before I met up with a stud of a boar. And not to mince words, but you could bowl with his balls. (laughs) I caught his eye and worked the charm that I'm certain you're all already familiar with. It didn't take long for the gruff, handsome beast to find his way on top of me, and right out in the middle of the forest like an untamed, wild animal, he took me. It didn't take long for that corkscrew cock to climb down into me, doggy style, in the mud. And I do enjoy a nice mud bath, so this wasn't out of my wheelhouse. And when he came, he came buckets and bathtubs, unloading for a good thirty minutes. The stain was swelling, aching, in all the best ways. Then, my enthusiasm for his talented tool led my beautiful boar to introduce me afterwards to a friend of his, a dexterously dicked dolphin whose prehensile penis provided pleasure par excellence. I had also read a lot of Shakespeare on the flight. Pardon my poetics. (laughs) However, it's hard to be bored being bored by a boar, but dipping my toes in the water to feel something long, wet, and Wrigley twist around in my... Uh, woof. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm a bit flustered now. But anyway, that's where I've been. Cold weather is fine for cuddling, but your lovely host much prefers it hot. Now if you'll excuse me, I'm in a bit of a mood, and I need to visit a local stud, or two, or, or five. <laughs> your host is a bit pent up. But she is excited to see you all soon. Stay zooy, friends. Um hi there. My
6: name is Randy the Ram. Um, I reached out to the producers of this uh, podcast here and they're letting me do. um, So, okay, personal ads in the newspapers are so old fashioned and I didn't know enough about Craigslist to put in. The thing is, my hooves make it really hard to swipe right on Tinder. So this is my attempt at um dating personal ad. But um I wrote it for a, a grinder or howler account. Are you sure you're okay with this script? how would you like to be rammed by a real ram? No need to be sheepish. My name is Randy and I'm here to fuck looking for bottoms only. This Ovis only tops But I'm bisexual, looking for anybody who wants either hole rammed. Think you're as horny as a horn? Think you're ready for all five inches? Then give me a call at 555-1324. Horses may leave you hoarse, and dogs may leave you panting, But this ram will make sure to leave you counting sheep afterwards. So sorry, it comes across better in text. So, uh, you know, give me a call.
1: Thanks, friends, for listening to Zooier Than Thou.
6: Join us next
0: time for the very last episode of Season 1, in which we'll share outtakes from throughout the season and talk about what comes next from here.
1: It promises to be a ton of fun. Don't miss it.
0: You can subscribe to the podcast via our Zooey RSS feed. Just point your favorite podcast client at rss.zoo.wtf and off you go. You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are distributed. YouTube, Alexa, or the one that works natively on your phone.
1: Our podcast website is still zoo.wtf. It always has been, and lo, it always shall be now and forever. Our Twitter is at Zooier Than Thou, and you can follow Zooey's naughty advice at Ask Zooey. Follow me, Lovecat, at A Cat Who Loves You, and Toggle at One Big Grumpy Rat.
0: A reminder that we have a form that enables anonymous submissions to the podcast on our website, Zoo.WTF. You can tell us your favorite episode of season one, ask Zooey the best way to navigate the flora and fauna in sunny Hawaii, or send a spam mail in Korean. You can also simply email us at mail at zoo.wtf.
1: Do I have to say it?
0: Ah, you remember the email from earlier? We are now obligated to continue this joke into perpetuity.
1: (sighs) Which mail is it?
0: Mail, as in why do so many males send us mail?
1: Somehow that doesn't clear anything up.
0: Speaking of mail, Please print out this episode and mail it to all your friends. Or, if you're in a Valentine's Day mood, share an earbud with your crush. Spread the Zooey love everywhere you can.
1: All non-humans who contributed to this podcast are members of the Zeta Verein and all have a really nice Zeta Varsity jackets.
0: Did you know that dogs could do math? Now, if they could just tell us how many licks it takes to get to the creamy center of a Zooey cream pop, The world may never know.
1: A reminder to donate to our Help Save My Dot Dog campaign. We've still got a long way to go. Even if you've contributed before, please consider contributing again. Help Jason's dog Lucy walk again. We can do it.
0: I have recently witnessed the generosity of zoos who have helped me out when a stray was abandoned on my property. We have an opportunity to better the life of an animal, fellow zoos. This is in our bones. Let's put it to work.
1: I'm Lovecat, and I'm chock full of great aphorisms.
0: And I'm Toggle, your favorite brodent. And you've almost finished listening to Zooier Than Thou. Stay defiant, fellow zoos. We'll see you next time you feel like howling
5: at the moon. Oh!
1: Damn, you you (laughs) keep it going.